Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news and your views. Alan Corcoran. Good morning, Alan, and thank you for your invitation. Alan, could I just say before I start, I would like to express a cord and my own sincere sympathy to the Murphy family on that awful tragedy of her death, to her friends, her colleagues and her pupils. Uh, it's so much in all our minds at the moment. Right, we've also got information that we've been mentioning vigils. Lorraine Lozanon has organised a vigil today at four o'clock on Wexford Keyfront and social distancing will be adhered to. That's the message just in. Vigils taking place all around the county and across the country. Mary, thank you for taking time to talk to us this morning. Can we, we, we begin with the first basic question? How do you define marriage breakdown? Well, I suppose, how do you do a marriage breakdown? When a relationship, you know, is in uh, such a, a condition that neither par- one or both parties decide that they can no longer continue in it, I suppose that's, you know, really what happens. What happens when people decide that they want to end a relationship? Sometimes it's both people, sometimes it might be only one person, but it's usually that the quality of the relationship and how connected they feel and the behaviours in the relationship have caused them to think right. uh, I, I can't uh, continue in this or we can't continue in this. There are apparently three common causes of divorce uh, and marriage breakdown. Do you, can you share, share some light with us on what they are? Well, for us, with us in Accord, um, we have centres right around the country, and we've centres in the southeast as well. We have Wexford, we have Waterford, Kilkenny, and Carlow. So, what we see for the couples and the individuals that come to us for couples and relationships counselling, a lot of times communication has become very difficult. So, that will be one of the issues people present with. They find it difficult to talk with one another. They find it difficult to connect. They find it difficult to talk about any difficulties or any sensitive issues that there may be. So that's one issue that regularly comes up. Communication has become really, really difficult, problematic. Um, They may, you know, they're not able to have a conversation maybe without arguing or without huge silences. Another thing then that would come up for us would be, you know, difficult behaviours then have started in the relationship or, you know, started all of a sudden or maybe we're always to some extent part and parcel of one or both persons' behaviours. And and they would be a range of things, Alan. You know, there can be behaviour around drinking, around gambling, maybe around dishonesty, around finances. There can be affairs. So there's quite a number of issues. But I suppose a question that a lot of couples or people on their own who come for counselling with the court, they would often say, you know, can we make it or are are we the worst couple you ever saw? And, And there's a lot of hope for people. I mean, if both people have feelings for one another and are prepared to work, make changes, look at themselves as well as look at the difficulties that the other person maybe has brought into the relationship, there can be hope and people can improve their relationship and stay together. But relationships do end and that's the decision of the couple or the partners and we respect that. That's their own decision. And when relationships end, people can co-parent together as well and that would be part of our work. We would help people to co-parent in a measured and respectful and civil way for the children's benefit and for their own benefit. I have a couple of uh, examples that I was asked to put to you, Mary. Um, we're speaking to Mary from a court about uh, marriage breakdown and marriage problems. Um, staying together for the good of the children is a standard one I'm sure you hear quite a lot. 
Yeah, and I suppose as I said there a, a, a minute ago, we respect people's own choices, Alan. And you know, there's a million reasons, I suppose, why people cohabit, why they get married, and why why they stay or don't stay together. Some people make decisions based on finances, based on values, and and they may stay together, and you know, for the sake of the children. But I suppose we would say children can cope with situations when they're well handled by parents, whether they're staying together together or whether they're living separately and co-parenting. The children are resilient and once they're not dragged into parental difficulties in a negative way, yeah. they will be able to manage whether a couple decides to stay together or decides not to stay together. Bringing a relative into the mix, so in other words you've had a good steady relationship and all of a sudden due to circumstances a mother or a father is brought into the home or a sister or brother is brought into the home or an uncle or an aunt it leads to friction and then can lead to separation. Is this something you deal was quite a lot. Have you been dealing with this a lot during well, COVID a times? Lot of, yeah, a lot of you know, for, for couples, different issues come in, but that's not an unusual one and I suppose I'd say when somebody else comes or needs to come to live, you know, in the marital home uh, or the, the couple's home, it's important I suppose that things are thought through. It actually can be a benefit for somebody else coming in. You know, they can help out maybe financially, maybe they can help out with childcare or that. Sometimes people may be coming in as dependent people because they have particular difficulties but I think a key thing is that you know when a couple is together they need to be one another's priority and they need to make the decisions and they need to discuss things together so I suppose you need to be clear about what's going to happen when somebody comes in Uh, but it can work very well I suppose when it doesn't work very well maybe it's happened and nothing has been talked about before how will we manage this and things mightn't be clear and then, you know, it mightn't work out that well. But, um, you know, it can be managed. Right. A question. Uh, questions are coming in, and please get them into us at 53 914 or text us on 0737-37956. What do you do, says this texter, when the mother is turning the children against the father after the marriage breakup? That's a difficult one. Yeah, and that's that is a difficult one, and that's something you know. Accord counsellors working with people, we would say, remember your children love both parents. And, you know, as long as a parent is safe to be with and loves their children and wants to have contact with their children, remember that. Put your children first. Don't get your children caught in the fray between you because it's very difficult for them. They do love both of you. So try and work out your difficulties between yourselves and don't drag your children into it because that's something that can stay with them over years. We've got another comment. Couples might stay together when they get the relationship back on track, but the relationship will never be the same. So if somebody has cheated on the other person, they eventually bring the relationship back on track. Can that trust come back again, Mary? Yes, it can. It's not an easy thing, Alan, but trust can be built up again. And sometimes, you know, where there has been an affair or a huge breach of trust, it could be around an affair, another relationship, it could be around money, it could be around any kind of behaviour. When that happened, it is possible to build up trust again. It doesn't build up overnight. It's not magic but you can work on it if both people want to and they will build a different relationship because it'll have to be very honest, very open, very transparent and fair and sometimes people go on to build maybe a stronger relationship than they had initially when these breaches of trust happened. Right, so you can re-establish the relationship and you're dealing with this on a daily basis so for people who 
were wary and sceptical of that. You talked about communication, and somebody has just texted in, ask, could you please ask Mary about the four horsemen? Do you know what that is, the four horsemen? Yes, I do. That comes from, um, there are they're, they're, um, Americans called Dr. John and Dr. Julie Gottman. They've done a lot of research over the years on couples' relationships. And he, it's quite scientific research, and they say they can predict. They have a thing called the Love Lab in Seattle now. Maybe the terminology uh, doesn't sound great, but where they monitor couples in their interactions, and they monitor them physiologically as well. And they say they can predict the couples who stay together and who don't. And they talk, I'll come to the horsemen now, but they also talk about it's the way arguments and conflict is managed by couples that is difficult in relationships. It's not how many disagreements or how many things you see differently or how many arguments you might have. It's what you do in the course of an argument and that's where the four horsemen come in. There are behaviours that shouldn't happen and they talk about criticism. Now that doesn't mean about the, you know, you can't complain to your partner, I didn't like it when you did and I don't want you to do that or whatever. It's personal insulting criticism. So that shouldn't happen. You're only a, and you're nothing but a, there shouldn't be personal um, criticism like that. So criticism and then there's uh, defensiveness that, you know, don't be too defensive. If somebody has a difficulty with something you've said or done, you need to listen and see how that's affected them. So that's defensiveness. The next thing is stonewalling, you know, giving somebody the deaf ear or not taking uh, any notice of where they're coming from. And then there's contempt. So contempt is having a contemptuous attitude towards somebody either in your person or in your you know, in your body language, the way you look at them or the way you speak to them. And they say if those four horsemen or those four types of behaviour are ongoing, uh, we are told then that, you know, they will they, they will help a relationship to decline fairly, fairly quickly. There are other issues as well to discuss with you, Mary. What about sexuality, sexually being intimate? Uh, if the lack of intimacy... Does that create problems as well? That's it does. It does create problems. And I suppose, like, a couple's sex life and, and sexual activity will change over years. You know, people meet first and they're young and they're, you know, very romantic and all that. And, and their sex life may be very vibrant and whatever. And then as they maybe get a little bit older and maybe there are work stresses and maybe there are children that are not sleeping and maybe then there are things that are happening in the relationship that one or other is not happy with, yes, and they can have a, a difficulty, um, you know, with sexual activity. But look, that can be dealt with. I suppose just to say there are two things about that. A lot of times when, you know, sexual activity is not happening, it can be because, well, I'm annoyed or I'm upset with you and I don't like whatever is happening between us, so therefore I don't want to be that close and intimate sexually. Sometimes people may have specific sexual difficulties, physiological things, and, you know, that would have to be looked at and teased out and there's a specific way of working with that. And then people have different levels of desire maybe, so that would be another thing that would need to be looked at. But it's something that can be worked on yeah. uh, in couples uh, and relationship counselling. So when people come to you, do they sit down and honestly, uh, do you talk to them together or do you talk to them separately and then together? How do you work it? 
Yeah, well, I mean, it, we, we talk, I, I suppose, just to say it quickly, we work with couples together when it's safe to do so. Our idea is to work with couples together. We see them together for a needs assessment, then we work on with them together. If there's any fear on anybody's part of their partner, we will work with them individually. The same counsellor will work with them individually because we wouldn't have somebody in a room with somebody that they were somewhat fearful of. But generally, we work with people together and sometimes we work with them separately depending on on the situation and what sort of behaviors are happening between them there are three but yes, yeah, people yeah. are very honest and very open i right. suppose that's what needs to happen they need to bond with the counselor and the counselor with them so that we can all be very honest with one another that would be one thing i'd say when i'd be working with an individual or couples look we'll be very honest here we have to say exactly what we need to say and otherwise we won't get to the root of things and get to how people are feeling and what they want and what changes might be possible Right. I, I want to group the next t- two or three uh, topics together and get your view on them. Um, where you could be heading into uh, marriage difficulties. You're attracted to other people. Uh, you're not interested in your partner's life. You go out all the time without notifying them of their whereabouts. Uh, and you're, you're, you change your grooming or clothing habits. So all of a sudden, if uh, a man or woman all of a sudden starts taking extra uh, pride or extra interest in their dress sense, is that a sign? It could be also a sign of somebody who just wants to get their act together if they put on a few extra pounds and just want to get fit and look better. I mean, there's two ways of looking at that, isn't it? Yeah, it's kind of hard to know. I suppose we can't make you know assumptions and sometimes when we do make assumptions in life in general we discover oh god I was way off there I thought it was this but it was actually that but I suppose a lack of attention to one another is very important and interest in one another so if you find your partner seems to be distancing from you and seems to have all manner of you know meetings and things and they seem to be taking a huge interest I mean it's something to address and not maybe in a blaming way but look I've known noticed that this seems to be happening. I'm concerned about it. Our relationship is very important to me. If there are things that are not right in it for you or that, you know, I'd like us to, uh, you know, and we would encourage couples, come, you know, come as early as you can when you think it's, it's not right. Um, yeah. You know, don't leave it too long. The earlier you start working, the earlier we can, you know, get all the difficulties out there and get them talked about before, you know, things get so bad that it, it it can be quite difficult for people. But come at any stage, but ideally come as soon as you feel there are difficulties that need to be aired. Another comment just in, Mary. How do you handle a case where the mother is in another relationship and continuously going on breaks and putting the same up on Facebook, but still living in the family home, family home, making life hell? Yeah, that's 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 a very difficult situation. I mean, you know, so what you seem to be saying there, Alan, is that it's very obvious and it's public that a female in a relationship is in a relation, an intimate relationship with somebody else. Um. You know, that, that doesn't sound fair and it's certainly something that needs to be addressed and dealt with. And sometimes, Alan, you know, if one person, you know, says, look, I'm not having any of this counselling, I don't want to go for counselling, I'm not bothered, it, it can be helpful for the other person to come on their own anyway, just to tease through where they're at, what their options are, what they'd like to do, what they can do, what might be possible. So I'd encourage people in difficult situations, even if their partners are not going to come with them, to come on their own. But people will still continue to flirt, won't they? I mean, where do you draw the line between what is flirtation and what could actually be leading to a problem? Or does flirtation 
always or sometimes lead to, to marriage problems. It's kind of, you know, I think I read a definition one time, Alan, of flirtation, and it said, attention without intention. So I thought that, that was an interesting de- definition. I suppose, look, you need to be sensitive to your partner. You know, all of us go out and we, well, we used to, I suppose, before COVID, we'd be out and we'd be at things and we may see people and we look at other people and we may think, oh, he or she or whoever, very attractive that. But, you know, we, we need to be on it. We need to be fair to our partner. And, we, and we've committed to an exclusive relationship. And that's really what we need to do. But you're quoted as saying that you're, you're fighting in the wrong way. I have a quotation attributed to you where you say conflict shouldn't be seen as a negative thing once it's well handled. Can you tell me more about that, Mary, please? Yeah, I suppose I'm, when I'm saying conflict, I mean, when, we, when we're in disagreement, when we see things differently, when we want to do different things, you know, it's the way we deal with those situations that can make conflict negative or not negative. You know, if we're if we're discussing, look, I want to spend money on this, you want to spend money on that, I want to do this this way with children, I want to do it another way. You have to take on board how your partner feels, listen to them, make sure you understand them. And sometimes you have to compromise on things. Like you mentioned the four horsemen there that comes from the Gottmans. Another, another statistic that comes from them is 69% of issues between couples can't always be solved, but they can definitely be compromised on and they can be negotiated. Right. Uh, look, uh, can you stay with me for another minute or two? Because there's a lot of questions coming in as well. I will. Uh, just the importance of laughter in a relationship. The importance of having a good bit of fun. Uh, yes. Y- y- are you strong on that? Yes, absolutely. A sense of humour in life uh, is really, yes. You, like Friendship is a, is a huge part of a relationship too. I know there's intimacy and attraction and romance and, you know, sexual activity and all that, but teamwork, partnership, friendship and fun, they're huge factors in relationships um, lasting as well and being satisfying for both partners. How do you deal with a mother or father trying to break up a relationship? I'm thinking of the song, Her Father Didn't Like Me Anyway. I mean, how do, how do you cope with that, Tamari? Does Is that an issue? Yeah, to I suppose, with? There's, yeah, there's probably two things that strike me there. I suppose parents need to respect the choices of their sons or daughters as to their partners. Do you know that sort of a way? Like, say, look, donkeys years ago, I married a person from the city, my uh, a city. My father would have liked me to marry somebody local. So he wasn't all thing and all dancing straight off. So these things can kind of happen. So parents, I suppose, need to respect the choices of their children when it comes to partners. Maybe, on the other hand, some parents may feel that a relationship maybe is not fair, that may, you know, they may feel there's stuff happening in it that they don't like seeing or they think is maybe not fair to their child. What what should they they do then, Mary? Well, maybe to discuss it with the child, maybe they don't, to discuss it with the son or the daughter, maybe, you know, maybe they, they don't have, you know, they can discuss their concerns with the son or the daughter if they wish, but they have to accept I suppose the son or the daughter's choice in their partner I mean these are adults, our sons and our daughters, they make choices and they decide to marry or live with people and we must accept that Alan 
yeah, all right. But we, we have a right to maybe say, listen, I notice and I'm just worried about and I'm not happy about and I just, you know, wanted to sort of air that with you. You could do that with your son or your daughter, but ultimately you must respect their choice. Finally, the whole idea of working as a team, and then we get to give you the opportunity to mention how people can contact you. Teamwork is yes. so important, isn't it? Work, you, you're married as a team, work as a team. Yes, you, you do. And, you know, I suppose when you are when you start out first, you're very much a team and you're both involved in everything. And then, you know, maybe careers progress and children come along and maybe the team, you know, the teamwork gets a little bit, it's not quite as together. You know, you're, one person is maybe doing things with the kids an awful lot and the other person maybe is pursuing a career or that. So it is important to remember, you know, the teamwork. The teamwork is hugely important and working as a team will help a relationship to stay healthy, to keep going and to be satisfying for the people in it. If a couple of people texting in, will the interview with a call be put up as a podcast? The answer to that is yes. Uh, we will get that put up as a podcast just straight away after the programme. If people want to contact you, as we thank you for taking time to talk to us at length. As I said, it was John who asked me to get you on air this morning. So, John, I hope... Yeah, no, we... I'm delighted, Alan, and thank you very much for yeah. asking us. And we, as I say, we've centres all over the country. We're in Wexford, we're in Waterford, we're in Kilkenny, and Carlo, you can go on our website, www.accord.ie, and you can find our centres and you can make an appointment. We offer in-person counselling and we offer online counselling. So anyone interested in online counselling would um, email onlinecounselling at accord.ie and all our counsellors are specifically trained to work with relationships with individuals and couples who are in relationships where things are not quite right. Thank you, Mary, for taking a call and talking to us in detail this morning. That was uh, Mary Johnson, specialist in counselling with Accord and Marriage and Relationships. And she gave out all the details there. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views.